Derek. And I'm Noah, and you're listening to A Bite Up. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Uh, werewolf by night. It's spooky. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this. He's been holding in all of his thoughts for so long. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. <laughs> but by the blood of the full moon, he is ready to transform. Yeah. I yeah. wish I could. I really would. <laughs> <laughs> Into a werewolf? Yeah. Spooky, spooky. I totally would. Who I, wouldn't? Oh, I don't know. It's like the ravaging. Then people come looking for you. Then they want to kill you. It's a terrible cycle. I'd be like a good one. Right? Uh, Where I could control. <laughs> Let's think about this. In So I guess like obviously in werewolf. By night, he is a good werewolf. Yeah. Right. Are there ever, are there any other examples of good werewolves? I don't know. Teen Wolf probably had some. Oh, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I can think of. Underworld had some. I mean, there's some good ones. All right. Well, then I'm glad. So then you do have brethren that you can go to and be a part of. Lycanthropy. What is it? Lycanthropy? Lycanthropy? Oh, yeah. What's it called? I don't know. What were they called in the lychees and the uh, vampires? That's a vegetable. It's a fruit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to let you know what's coming up on the menu at A Bite Of, we're finishing up She-Hulk this week, so you can look out for that episode on Saturday. The finale is finally here. Nine episodes. How's it going to end? Nine weeks of our lives have come and gone, and we've enjoyed Shield throughout all of them. Yeah, and then we also have some ooky spooky things coming up. We're starting it with Werewolf by Night, but then going to get into other stuff. We're going back to our roots. We're covering The Midnight Club by Christopher Pike on Patreon, the book, and then we're going to be talking about the show. Hashtag ABO ooky spooky. That's not... <laughs> That's a good hashtag, right? There's too many O's because it's ABO Ooky. So it's just... Oh, so it should be ABO Ooky Spooky. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then last friendly reminders follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of pod. Patreon already mentioned it. If you like the show, want to support it, get bonus episodes that we're not doing on the regular episode, the episodes, ep- show, go ahead and do that. And then review, subscribe, and give us some stars. All of that can be found down below in the show's description. We thank you in advance. Yes, yes. So I am here to issue the spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this 55-minute delight, you absolutely should. Spoiler alert. Ooh. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's never going to stop now. It was more like a there. wolf. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry it's about that. I misinterpreted the uh, ooky spookiness of it all. But let us officially take a bite of Werewolf. By night. Okay. Oh, so many thoughts about this thing. Where do we start? What did you think of it? Did you like it? Just general thoughts. All right. Go. So I want to clar I want this to be as clear as possible. Okay. I wanted it to be longer. No. I didn't no no listen. It doesn't need to be longer. Ah. It it's not that it should have been longer. I just enjoyed it so much. I yeah. wish that there was just a little couple more morsels That's to taste. a good thing. That's a yes. good thing. It was perfect how it started, how it ended, what we got. Mm-hmm. But if it leaves you wanting more, yes. they knocked it out of the park. Like I want, like I, w- like I was like, oh, give me more of this maze. Give me more of these action sequences, which were phenomenal, by the way. 
And but like now I'm like, I want to hang out with the werewolf and I want to hang out with Man Thing. Yeah. You know, a little more. See what little adventures they get up to. Go get sushi with them. That'd be nice. Absolutely. Let's split some edamame. <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably the best thing that Marvel has put out in a long time mm. because it's just so it was so engrossing. It just glued to the thing. I didn't realize 55 minutes passed. Yeah. From start to finish, it was beautiful. Yeah, and it, and it was so different than anything they've done before, which I thought was really exciting. Just yeah. from the way it was created, the way the characters existed, you know, so much with Marvel, it's so much about the origin story, right? How they came to be, what they're doing, you know, where they're going, blah, blah, blah. This was literally like, these characters already existed, and we're joining them in this moment. Yeah, if you've watched any of the classic horror you know from what like the 50s you know frankenstein dracula curse of frankenstein all of that you'll you'll enjoy this Mm. but also if you haven't you'll still enjoy it because it's just such an experience for them to do it in black and white to do the you know film burn sometimes on the thing yeah to make it the vignette a little darker around the edges oh that high contrast like gray black and white it was perfect it was so good and i think with them using practical effects the way they did it just added to it it just felt so new but old at the same time yeah (laughs) absolutely michael giacchino first directorial debut doing a full beginning to end this dude has been in our lives for a very long time being a composer they need to direct more. <laughs> yeah, what a jump, right? Yeah. From, I mean, well, if you think about it, when you're a composer, you're setting the tone, you're setting the scene with the music. You're directing right? the music. You're directing the music. Yeah. So he, he, I mean, he's grounded in, in what it is of creating what's going to be seen, but you're just in one sense hearing it, but he's gone to the visual. Yeah. And he does it so well. And also composed. I mean, this, which... Oh. I'll get into like one of my favorite scenes a little later, but it has to do with music. <laughs> it, it was such a, I know from interviews and stuff that they were talking, that Michael was talking to people about, he wanted to do Werewolf by Night. That was the thing that he loved Werewolf by Night. He loved the comics. Funny enough, Moon Knight appeared in Werewolf by Night. Right. And then shortly after Moon Knight got its show, Werewolf by Night got its special. You know, it's... I- you have to wonder the thought process behind some of these things, right? Because in reading Werewolf by Night, it was such a product of its time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure there's like jive turkey stuff happening. Yep. And it's just like, wow, this is so based in the 70s when it was created. But he took this idea, this character, mm. crafted it in a like a black and white horror film. Oh, my gosh. It just, I don't know how he got from Werewolf by Night to this version of werewolf by night yeah it's just one of those things where it's like you took a classic monster yeah werewolf i mean look at all the the movies and tv shows and books and everything that we've gotten from them and then they're like you know what let's just take it back to the classics and i'll give you that dracula frankenstein right all that stuff that feeling from it right but also place it in one of the biggest cinematic experiences in history. Yeah, it's still it's it was Marvelian yeah. in the sense of the fight scenes and the magic and the sort of lore that was weaved throughout yeah, it. Yeah, it's so good. The Gael Garcia Bernal, 
as Jack Russell, which I still can't get over the name. To this day, I still can't. He's, the name is Jack Russell, and he turns into a werewolf. He's as a, a dog. little terrier. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. I, I want to see, I want werewolf by night. I want Jack to be more in the MCU just so I could just see how this character can function outside of this thing. Yeah. But to, to kind of ch- touch on another first, this is Marvel's first special presentation. So it's the first one that it's not a movie. It's not a show. It's just a holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it always so exciting when they do a special treatment to the Marvel logo? It's, oh it's always so exciting for some reason. You because know, because we've seen it for over 10 years of this logo and then like they make subtle changes some characters white it looks like it's an old film it's getting exciting it's like the marvel logo is what actually sets the tone for the feature that you're gonna watch 100 percent. i how did you feel about like how do you feel about the presentation so far the the special presentation going forward because i know we're getting a guardians of the galaxy one for the holidays Mm. but so with it not being a movie not being a show and it kind of being a soft how do I put it? Like a soft marketing? Like, do you like this thing? Do you want more? <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, if if the point of it is to lead into something longer, I don't know if I'm so interested in that. Well, maybe with this property, but not necessarily with all of them. But I I liked it a lot. I mean, I think that we have a lot of conversations throughout our episodes whenever we're touching on the um, the Disney Plus series. We always sort of play with the idea of, does this need to be as long as it is? as it is, is a little drawn out. Why are they hour-long episodes? Why are there eight of them? So to have something so compact, it actually felt more effective. Oh, 100%. They were able to get... It was the pacing, phenomenal. Yeah. And I think it was a product of it being 55 minutes. It's this one story. You're. It can set up for later things, but this is what we're doing, and it's not going to be like an origin or anything like that. Yeah. It's just a story. It's almost like a one-shot in the comics where they kind of... You know, a, a character will be introduced in like Justice League or Avengers to see people like him. And then like if they did well, they'll do a one shot to see if like maybe we'll do an ongoing series. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a contained, self-contained story. It felt like it you couldn't tell what time period it was in. There was no mm. cell phone, so it could be current. Yeah. But it also could have been 50 years ago. Yeah. I don't know how you would place it because even looking at the costuming, right? So... We have uh, Elsa Bloodstone, oh who feels God. who feels modern, right? right? She's wearing like a leather jacket and pants, and she's you know very stoic. But then you're looking at this like cast of monster hunters who are just so from their own realms. One that looks like David Bowie, you know? Yes, yes, <laughs> Azrael, and then like there's Barroso, who sort of has this blade vibe going. There's Jovan, who. I don't know, giant Viking guy? Yeah, they they gave no explanation, which was a lot of fun. The entire plot of the movie of them bringing these monster hunters together to hunt a monster to then show that the monster hunters are actually the real monsters Mm. and then do this kind of like Westing game, Hunger Games, like Labyrinth. It was so cool. You know, I have to fully admit that I obviously knew of the character, but I had no idea what to expect of this. Mm. And so I was like, wait a minute, because the whole thing is that they're coming together to find a monster in the maze to be to get the bloodstone. Right. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so they're going to be they're all going to be 
chasing the werewolf in the Maeve. He's the monster that's right. loose. And then I'm like, wait a minute, but I thought Gael Garcia Bernal was playing the werewolf. So I was so confused going into it. I didn't realize that he was sort of, you know, like a double agent mm-hmm. in the group. So as someone coming into it with like not really putting those pieces together like a fool, I was delightfully surprised by the twist. <laughs> oh my God. I was so surprised. Man thing. Having Man-Thing being introduced into a property is so cool. Again, it's these characters that you just don't ever expect. But then when you get them in this way, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, I, I, why weren't they in something before? Like, so Man-Thing and Werewolf Jack Russell, they're not necessarily in the comics crossing paths. Yeah, they have. Oh, they have. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're monsters. They're, gotcha. they're the things that lurk in the night. Uh, there's this team called the Midnight Suns, and they're not like the Suicide Squad. They're not like the Thunderbolts. They deal with what goes bump in the night. They're the monster hunters. They're the supernatural. They're one of the coolest teams, which I wish got more love even in the comics. Mm. It seems like they're slowly building towards that in the MCU because Blade's coming out. We're doing our thunder. We're doing our thunderbolts over now with this other group. Yeah, yes, yeah, which it needs. I feel like the MCU does need that. Like we've gotten the hero stuff mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Thunderbolts is going to be refreshing, but we've kind of seen they're not like the Suicide Squad, but in a sense, they're like the Suicide Squad, and the Midnight Suns can bring that refreshing take on a team mm-hmm. show a society of the mcu that is there but we don't really ever see yeah and it, it's gonna be exciting i hope that's the route that they're trying to go you know it, i i feel like we got our like a really good taste of sort of like darker magic with agatha Ooh, yeah. in wandavision yeah and so we're seeing that in in here again which yeah. i like i like that tone for these movies because it feels like horror but it's not like horror horror murder horror things no like that. This was the MCU's first, like, straight-out, gory horror. Mm. I'm not sure if it was TVMA. They might have been able to skirt that rating just because the blood was just, like, like black. It was black and white, yeah. Goop. <laughs> so they might have been able to skirt that. But we previously only got a tiny taste. They tipped their, like, they just tipped the big toe into the gross waters of horror with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which... Some of those scenes were horror. I mean, Sam Raimi did it, so we got some horror scenes, but it wasn't like this. This was yeah. just, it was a love letter to horror. This was, hey, we can, we're, we're going to probably be doing some of this stuff. How do you like it? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I guess looking back at it, there were some, I, I remember flinching at a couple of things. I mean, especially with the fights when Leorn gets the arrow through the bottom of his jaw um i'm glad you remembered those names because i don't uh (laughs) they died really quickly they died really quickly well joe doesn't i think it was jovan he gets his like knee broken in the wrong direction or something like that Elsa kicks him yeah Yeah. there were some pretty brutal things that happened in this where i was like yeah um one of my favorite jump scares though was when man thing hugs jack russell through the bush oh yeah that was fun because you're like the monster got him and then it's like oh no wait they're besties yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a gotcha jump scare it sure was yeah it was really good i i'm looking forward to more of these types of special presentation type of stuff because if i'm going to be honest please moon be Knight, honest moon Knight probably could have done with one of them yeah i don't think it really needed a show i liked the show 
But as it kept going on, it almost teetered out a bit. Yeah. Because it was so strong and then it was kind of the same going forward. Mm. It was fine. I really like the show. I mean, you guys probably listened to us talk about it. We can find things that we like. But if I'm looking back, I, w- I, I could say Moon Knight is probably the only one that I can think of that that probably could have deserved it. Yeah. Like even I would even think something like that can exist in like a, a limited series three part format. Mm. You know, miniseries sort of thing. Oh, let's not give them another no more. <laughs> but the, you know what? Because then they'll take the three part series, but they'll make them each two and a half hours long. Yeah, they'll pull the Stranger Things on. Oh my us. god! <laughs> Which I mean, I guess depending on who it is, it's fine. I mean, isn't it interesting though? Like just like pulling back a bit, how basically Marvel can do whatever they want. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we'll do um nine episodes out of half an hour. You know what's? This is how much they can do whatever they want. When Michael was talking to Kevin, and I'm using but your best names, friends, my best friends on the text chain. <laughs> so Kevin Feige, when he was talking about it, and this also is the sign of a good producer. So he he was talking about it, whatever. And Kevin Feige was like, "Hey, what if? Like, what? What about adding Man Thing into this? Like, let's like fans would like that, right? Mm. Yes, fans would like that, and fans did love it. And it's just, it's like, it's just so cool that he can just be like." put this thing in there so like i need to ask why do you love man things so much (sighs) because i love my gross swamp plant (laughs) swampy big huggable characters good to know swamp thing and man thing i love them both the interesting thing about them if you know swamp thing you know man thing just by proxy it's the same thing except one is in it's the same thing yeah one is in louisiana and one is in florida that's the only difference, really. The things. Yeah. Um, but And also some of the creators crossed over to both, to oh, both wow. companies. So they actually traded stories like one of them, this story might have been for this one or this one might have been for this one. They're completely different now, mostly. Mm-mm-mm. But they're just the thing. I just, I just like them a lot. I like that thinking that this human that turned into this thing could also exist in any type of plant anywhere or control that or communicate with it. It's just really cool, which I just like the visual. It's also mm. cool that they put it in the supernatural. I don't know. It's just such a cool mix of all the things I like. How do you feel about sloths who also are a slow moving creature with moss growing on them? Well, um, they're f- cute. <laughs> they're fine. They're a little slow for me. <laughs> At least man thing can kind of trot. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. So his his depiction in this man thing is sort of like a um, I don't know. He just feels like a chill dude. He almost feels like a more chill Groot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's that's just like how I feel. always having a good time, not really worried about too much. Like I got into another one of these situations. Jack right. Russell's gonna come help me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think the depiction was fine. I mean, he that's kind of how he acts in the comics anyway, and. He's a man of very few words. <laughs> He's a thing of very few words as well. Yeah, yeah. I I like the depi- depiction. I really think that Jack Russell, Elsa Bloodstone, and Ted stole the show. It was really our three main characters, but they really drove the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did you feel about our Bloodstone? Like the lore of it, it being the only thing of color for most of it. That was cool. I, yeah. I liked that they added that bit. Because if you think about it, if they didn't do that, it would just look brighter than whatever else they're showing. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a really cool added because we have that technology now that they can add that type of coolness to it. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I think, I mean, the Bloodstone is exactly what it says it is. I mean, it's the Monster Hunter has it and it can repel monsters. I mean, that's really it. I mean, it gives them longevity and all that. Uh, it's cool. I like Elsa a lot. I think she's an interesting character. Yeah. I think that a Monster Hunter that grew up like trying to hate monsters, but she's a good Monster Hunter. Right. Which is nice. It's nice to see. We we like people who are nice to monsters. Yeah, yeah. Laura Donnelly did uh, fantastic. Yeah, she was really wonderful. I think we do need to talk about um, the elephant in the room or the body in the box, Ulysses Bloodstone. I don't want to. That was... <laughs> it was like just the right amount of bizarre for this. It was so campy. <laughs> That it was so good. In my head, I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's like an automaton, so he must have <sighs> gears in him because he went perfectly with the script of what he was saying and his the the fingers. I couldn't get over the fingers. Yeah, I just like when he like crossed his arms again. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that rigor mortis is really setting in there. That was righteous. <laughs> it was good. I I think that her stepmom is awful, and she got what she deserved. She knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I love this step into the supernatural without giving any explanation. Mm-hmm. It's like you turn this on, you're just going to sit through this entire experience. Yes. So this um, this actor, Harriet Samson Harris, who plays the mother. That's a mouthful. Verusa. She's been in, she's like one of these actors who's always been in stuff. Yeah. And she usually plays like the most awful character, but she does it so well. If you ever seen Adam's Family's Values, she plays the mother of the horrible blonde girl at the camp. She does. That's why she's familiar. Oh, and that's just such a chef's kiss role. I mean, Adam's Family Values is just so flipping good. Um, and she just, I don't know, she just takes these roles of these people and she devours them in the best mm, way. Mm. And it's like, you see her and you're like, oh, what is she from? What is she from? Well, that's one of the things you probably know her from. And ah, she did such an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that the the guy that narrated the beginning part, Vincent, uh, I can't remember his name. Vincent, it's at the tip of my tongue. He's like, he's a horror icon for his voice and for what he does. I can't remember. But it was just, it's a cool touch. Like, if you really look at the cast and kind of who they picked and why, Mm. there's a point. There's a reason why they did that. So, it's really, it's not only visually an homage, but they're bringing these people in that were in horror movies, that were in stuff that people would recognize. Oh, it's so good. I mean, you guys know we love horror. We love the spooky stuff. It just hit the right spot. Yeah. Totally. And and it really did feel like a... An ode to horror. Yeah. It felt like it was honoring Yeah. And not in a bad way way No, not at all. It was campy. It was fun. It was spooky. It had some moments that were kind of like, yeesh. It really did a nice job of balancing all of those things. Yeah, 100%. I'm excited to see where possibly this character could go next. Mm. If, again, it could fit outside that. So they used a lot of practical effects, except for Man-Thing. I think Man-Thing had... A practical stand-in. But the but, face. Right. Yeah. But it was all CGI, really. Uh, Man-Thing. I was going to say Swamp Thing. <laughs> Man-Thing. But um, Jack Russell, he was all... It was prosthetics. It was practical effects and everything. I think it looked great. I think he looked... I mean, he looked better than, like, you know, the werewolf movies that we've seen in the mm. past, like o- older ones. 
And I think the black and white really helped with that. They could get away with some of the the stuff that you might see in the light. Yeah. And, you know, I do feel like um, you didn't actually, and and sort of connected to what you're saying, you didn't get that good of a look at him. Right. Because once he transformed, though that like second act or that third act was so chaotic that you couldn't really even grasp a lot of the time what was happening in a very good way yeah he's just an agile wolf man that's ripping out throats oh man so fast i mean it's so funny because i don't really love blood and gore but i was so tickled by no. the blood hitting our screen that we were watching this entire the third act i think the the third act is so beautifully done and done in such an interesting way there's a lot of wire work and everything like mm. that which is fantastic i think He's agile. He's flipping all over the place. He has to. But the transformation scene, the way they shot it, Mm -hmm. beautiful. I can't stop thinking about that scene. And then the scene in that close quarters where he's destroying all those guards and everything with the blood hitting. It was just, it was so good. It was like, that was kind of what it was all building to, to this thing being unleashed. (sighs) You know, I have (sighs) to say, just going back to our conversation about like when this takes place. Yeah. So a lot of it felt centered in years ago decades right. ago 50s but those guards felt very modern well they said at the end you know, when everything goes back to color mm-hmm. which oh so good give me wandavision vibes a little bit but it was just so cool he tells ted like let's go get sushi yeah like that's that's typically like a, a contemporary thing a modern thing yeah so i do want to say it's probably set in now time or give or take 10 years or so yeah maybe that's that's why elsa has such a roll your eyes feeling at the entire thing because she's like people it's 2022 why are we dressed like this why are we in a basement right right what's happening right yeah now? she did though give me that very like um like a callback to the the heroines with the red not with the red but with the leather jacket and then the belt and the boots like she gave me that vibe like i think they were definitely paying homage to it but it it's like it was modern you know who she reminded me of now that you're saying that who do you remember gargoyles Oh, do you remember yes. the cop Elisa? Yeah, she reminded me very much of that, and so, and Gargoyle sort of had that feel of like being set in the now, but dealing with things from the past. Right. Oh man, I love Gargoyles. Gargoyles was so good. It's so good. We were watching. It's so funny when you think of like Gargoyles and the Batman animated series. We were watching some very serious cartoons as kids. <laughs> I've rewatched some of um, the animated Batman series as an adult, and I'm like, this is so sad. Yeah. This is awful <laughs> you should know that when a children's cartoon when the theme song has no words yeah. <laughs> it's really for an older audience yeah. but and it's, it's just very, instrumental and very intense yes lightning, very intense. lightning is usually the call <laughs> to do that so in this in this talk with monsters and i kind of touched it on the beginning you know mine if you were to be a classic monster what would it be i would 100 percent be a werewolf i don't care Oh, interesting. Okay. So I think I would be a vampire. Mm, I'd want to be that. a vampire. I, I think I would like sort of the idea of flying and being able to like, I don't know, be suave and, and charming. I, okay. Yeah. So you're thinking like Bron Stoker's Dracula, like that kind of like ethereal, almost like godlike vampire, or are you thinking more interview with the vampire? 
Um, you thinking what we do in the shadows, vampire? Well, <laughs> they're fun. But. I mean, I think in reality, I'd probably be more like a what we do in the shadows, bumbling fool. <laughs> that makes more sense. In my fantasy, I would think more of like a yeah, maybe like interview with a vampire, mm. which we have to watch the vampire list. That yeah, the new shows got some pretty good good talks about it. Really? Yeah. All I remember from the movie is just uh, Brad Pitt. No, Kristen, Kristen Dunst. Oh, I was like Stuart. No, just being so small and so angry. <sighs> oh my god, though, with those she's ringlets, scary. Yeah, she's scary towards the end. Oh, that movie is so. She good. cuts her hair and she's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not your golden locks, girl. I oh remember, my god, I remember watching that movie and being like, "This movie is one really long. It's really good, but like, it's so like." steamy in like an uncomfortable way sometimes oh yeah yeah i never liked the part with the rat oh they gotta eat oh i just felt bad for the rat oh well yeah in new york or wherever they were there's plenty oh i love the rats in in the subway no uh, what (laughs) okay so what is it about a werewolf for you that you lean towards i didn't know we'd go into all this you just asked me no i know (laughs) i was hoping you'd ask (laughs) no i like the I kind of like the <laughs> what, gruffness of it. Mm. I like that you get the same thing as the other ones, but it seems more grounded almost. It's Literally. More, right. It's a little more mysterious. You can be a human at some point. You have that pack mentality. I don't know. I just kind of, it just seems interesting to me. I wonder what kind of fur I'd have. <laughs> you know what's hilarious to me is that I think if anybody was looking at us, they would cast you as the vampire and cast me as the werewolf. Probably. Interesting. But once the heroes talk, then they're like, yeah, I got to switch that. I'm like, give me your blood. Yeah. I don't know. So comment below. Which one would you be? I'm curious if anybody would be like a Frankenstein. Or a mummy? Or like a... Mummy is one, yeah. Black Lagoon creature. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that was on the tape. Well, Classic Monsters. Yeah. No, still a werewolf. Fair. Still a werewolf. I mean, I like them, but Let's like... see. Think of your, your cereals. Count Chocula, <laughs> Boo Berry. There was no swampy one. There's there's a couple of new ones. <gasps> I've seen them. No. They've created some new ones this year. I don't know how I feel about that. I know what we're doing. Our next Patreon exclusive is us trying the different <gasps> monster cereals. Okay. And talking about monster stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here now. This is how we plan our things. <laughs> but but back to Werewolf oh, by yeah. Night. So wait, I want to know, you had mentioned, you're like, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes. What was yeah, it? Yeah, so um, I mentioned one, the transformation scene. Mm-hmm. I, um, if, if a director or if, if a movie or show or whatever can tell so much in just a particular scene, like visually, mm. and the way that Laura Donnelly... Laura, right? Yeah. yeah. Laura Donnelly was acting during that part. He told her, just don't take your eyes off of me. Yeah. Scared me the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So seeing how she was trying to do that while also being terrified at the same time, the strobe light showing the transformation in the background. Like I got goose skin watching it. I'm getting goose skin now thinking about it. It just really, that did it for me. I loved the entire thing, but I was like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever watched in my life. That might be like really high praise, but I I'm just so excited about it. Hey, it's, it's so spooky good. season, and you're feeling it. Oh my god, you are allowed to feel those. Out. So good. Um, one of the things I enjoyed most was. Oh yeah, what what was your thing that you liked? I should ask you. <laughs> the flaming tuba. 
That was my second one, but I didn't want to say it because I feel like you would say it, so I had to let... It was so ridiculous. Oh. And it was like it was like taking Crazy Guitar Guy from Mad Max Fury <gasps> yes. Road and like putting him in Werewolf by Night. It's such... Flaming tuba. But the imagery... Oh the, my God, beautiful. The, the music, the sound that kept happening whenever the flames would go higher, <laughs> the like ceremonial walk to the maze, it was... Guys... It was so good. This is this shows you that like everything doesn't have to be the same. These superhero movies, these things that come from the comics don't have to be the same. It was so cool. Yeah. That flaming tuba. Oh my god. What's his name? I need to I need to know. Oh, David Silverman. I, is He's it really? in the cast. Literally what? David Silverman as the flaming tuba. Wait, that name sounds familiar. Who is that? I don't know. It's David Silverman. Click on it. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. He is a producer on The Simpsons. He directed okay. The Simpsons movie. Okay. He just did, he's just done more like directing and consulting, producing and stuff like that. Huh. Interesting. But he's been in. He's done things with The Simpsons. He's done things with Disney, RoboCop. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe just the name sounds familiar. <laughs> I mean, quite possibly. Totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I do think the cast was <clears throat> phenomenal. Flaming tuba man and all. Um, I really loved the costuming throughout oh. this entire thing. I loved as Gael Garcia Bernal. He's from Mexico, so his face was painted like Dios de los Muertos. Um, playing, he, yeah, playing homage to his heritage. Yeah, because that's what he says. Yep. You know, and so cool. I, I love when you know so many of these characters in the MCU are really based in whiteness. Oh, that's when they were made. And yeah. so when they are diversifying the cast, they are really letting them live in that heritage. And I and I absolutely love that. And it, guys, it adds more to it. Not to go on this like representation matters, but we're always going to say that because representation does matter. It gives more to the character. Mm -hmm. Like if it was played by a white guy, he'd just show up. Right. He wouldn't have anything. I mean, if he did have something on his face, it'd be like, okay, you're in Halloween yeah. <laughs> makeup. Yeah. But it was... That extra layer just added more to the character, and you wanted to know more about him. It seemed more fleshed out. It seemed more like a real person, as opposed to okay, it's just another, it's just another guy that they're they're getting. That's that's also why I'm excited for Namor mm. in Wakanda Forever because they've changed not only the character and where they're from, but they literally changed the character. Yes, they're not from Atlantis. They're from a completely different part in that region of the world. Where that person comes from. And let's talk about how the people are thirsting. Oh, my God. They are thirsting for your boy Namor. That underwater city is not going to be the only wet thing in that theater. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. I mean, so many people. I posted on my personal Twitter. They came out with those moving entertainment weekly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted it. The amount of thirst that brought everybody together. Straight dudes. LGBTQ people straight women there were so many people commenting on that and sharing it i'm like this is beautiful yeah this is why representation matters <laughs> i mean let's be real the dude is gorgeous yeah. it's so exciting that we're getting this like new and improved namor he has that look it just it's like yep you're namor yeah i don't know what you're gonna do but go do it <laughs> what a beautiful interpretation of the character that yeah. they've created but the, this it's exciting it's, it's it's exciting that they're reinventing these characters they're making more current they're making them mm -hmm. um, reflect the world we live in fantastic elsa bloodstone i want to see more of her i'm interested to see where where does it go from here right so she has the bloodstone she is 
ruler of Bloodstone Temple, and that's it. The only person that is there now is the butler. Yeah. So that's her team going forward. Which was forward. nice. She didn't kill him. That was very nice. I mean, he didn't do anything. He's just doing his paycheck. Yeah. He's not taking sides. He's just cranking that old man. He's like, I had one job tonight. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Please don't make me do that again. No. Like, he only has one setting. I had that. to stuff him. I had to <gasps> put him in the box. Imagine. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Be nice to him, Elsa. <laughs> Please. Please. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where her character goes. If they do do a Midnight Suns type thing, I'm not sure how that would look. She can definitely be in it. She should be in it. We're all by night should be in Jack Russell, Blade. We have Black Knight, Kit Harrington's character from the Internals. Mm. Ghost Rider could be in it typically. Moon Knight usually isn't in it, but he definitely could fit into it. I mean, Knight is in his name. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm my name Midnight Moon I belong, Knight. I belong in this. The midnight takes place when the moon is out in the night. Do you see? <laughs> Werewolves like midnight. I could see him trying to be like, let me in to this club. Like, Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> but I'm excited for that. If if that's the route they're going, MCU needs it. I want it. We need it. Yeah, I always I always think about when when folks get cast in these MCU properties and they're like, is this it for me? Is this the one thing I get to do? Does it become more? You know, that it, it must be exciting. And at the same time being like, please, please, please let it be something else. Yeah. The- I know Keanu Reeves has been like supposedly talking to Marvel, wants to be in it. You know the one character that he said he wants to play? Who? Ghost Rider. And it's like, I could see it. I'd like it. But I feel like it would be too similar to To Nicolas Cage's. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sorry if anybody likes those movies. I, because Nicolas Cage is in it, I do not like it. Noah has a, a very strong opinion about not enjoying Nicolas Cage. No, my I have no opinions about him. I just don't like to think about him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. All right. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. I mean, I don't... F- the only movie that I like Nick Cage in is Moonstruck. So mm. take that for what it's worth. Never saw it. Oh, gosh. I know. But you. it's so good. <laughs> it's Cher. Well... She won the Academy Award for it. It's whoa. Olympia Dukakis. <laughs> Whoa. Exactly. Can you do a share? I don't think so. Moonstruck. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I won the Oscar. Oh. She won an Oscar? Yeah. Whoa. For Moonstruck. Does she have an EGOT? Um, I don't know, actually. She Mm. must have a Grammy. Mm. I don't know about Emmys or Tonys. (gasps) If Cher was to be in the MCU, what would it be? Who would she play? Um, she would play Medusa. I always just picture her with her hair. Like That's true. The Cher hair it has always been part of the image. I would say Sindel, but technically Warner Bros. has that one, so oh. unfortunately. But yeah, Medusa. In some subtype of sense, I could see Medusa. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. 100%. But M- Moon Knight. I was going to say Moon Knight. Werewolf by Night. i very excited to see what the Guardians of Galaxy holds mm. and how true that's going to be to this special presentation type thing like are they going to be introducing new characters a new concept or is it just going to be kind of like the Groot shorts that we saw where it's just like yeah we we expect what's happening i mean maybe it has to do with the response to it Mm. you know like anything maybe they are just planned as a thing that happens and if people really enjoy it they might expand that particular part of the universe and maybe not yeah 
I mean, again, what? A whole bunch of stuff just got pushed to 2024 today. Oh, my God. So Blade. if they were ever going to do something with this, it won't be until like 2028. Fantastic Four got pushed. Blade makes sense. The director is no longer there. So they pause pre-production to actually find a director, which makes sense. Fair. You need that. The Avengers Secret Wars. It made no sense to have two Avenger movies in one year. There was no way that was going to happen. So it was inevitable that it was going to get pushed. But the Fantastic Four. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe it just means they're making it better in some way. They're not rushing it. I'm waiting for my email from Kevin Feige so I could play something in it. I'd play anything. You and Kev. Besties. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Hi. Hi. My number is 917-748-1111. Yeah, you're taking a chance there. (laughs) You got to just do the basic television 555. Five, five, five. I wanted to give them One, two, a little three, something. Four. You're going to be getting calls. <laughs> the last four. Mm-hmm. Anyway. People have ways. Anyway. But yeah, so final thoughts on Werewolf by Night. Go watch it. Yeah. If you got this far and you didn't watch it, just go watch it. Werewolf by Night. What a delight in the yeah. moonlight. I give it five out of five full moons. Yeah. I gave it I give it 10 out of 10. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you did more ratings than i did but it's we're fine. just using two different scales <laughs> arus are less but more when you do the quantity exactly i see I they're see. both 100 percent. yeah <laughs> so let us know what you thought of this special marvel presentation goodbye Bye. oh god thanks for listening to a bite of artwork and editing by our own noah be sure to subscribe and follow us on instagram at a bite of pod and on facebook at a bite of if you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye. Bye.